Hello and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy-ish environmental <laughs> news of the week. It starts happy. Yay. So according to only one who we love, 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 um, scientists just discovered a new whale. That's a big animal to discover. You know what I mean? Too. We discover little stuff all the time, but yeah. a whale? A whale's a big one to have overlooked. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> um, but now they they fear it might go extinct. No. I know. So an estimated population of only 51. Mm. Um, they're calling it the rice whale, and it is a baleen whale, but it is officially one of the world's most endangered baleen whales now. I have a quote from the Washington Post that says the loss of even a single whale threatens the survival of the species. A group of more than 100 marine scientists wrote Thursday to the Biden administration pleading for greater protection of the species. So this is a pretty new story. I don't know how it's unfolding currently, but to spin it into a good news is that our listeners and us can invoke change like we've seen so many times in the past with our good news by writing to your congressman yes. and making sure your voice is heard rice whales deserve rights <laughs> <laughs> rights for the rice whale yes. <laughs> so speaking of whales not baleen whales no but whales i have been holding i've tried not to text you that much this week so that i'm not um, I just, I really wanted to tell you everything that I researched because they're so freaking cool. I studied sperm whales because of our, um, creepy squid episode for oh, yeah. October. So I was like, okay, I have to look these things up. Cause I've heard little bits and pieces of how epic they are, but no joke. Everything that I found on them, I was like, oh my God, don't, don't tell Chelsea. I want to see her reaction on the podcast and then I was like oh my god don't tell Chelsea this either so I have a list of things not to tell Chelsea oh god meanwhile I was just sitting at home waiting for texts from my best friend (laughs) and I'm like don't do it like you know if she says hey you want to go to the beach I'll be like did you know (laughs) we need to record more often we really do like every day yeah all right so tell me everything today we are talking about sperm whales these guys are like the best of best way I can describe them is like shark whales yeah, like they're pretty badass. A lot of a lot of whales are pretty cool, but these guys are honestly like the Fonzies of <laughs> whales. Like they're the coolest, swimming around in their little leather jackets. Like even orcas won't really mess with them. I kind of love. So I don't know much of anything except that they have teeth. About sperm whales, they do. They're a toothed whale. Which is kind of crazy. I feel like they are such a underrated whale. You know yeah. what I mean? For them being as cool as you say they're about to be, we should know way more. I think because they look a little derpy, people don't give them as much love as they should. And they were very much like fished out of the ocean for a while because we used all of that, what we thought was sperm in their heads uh, what? for oil. Yeah, I'll get into that in oh a second. <laughs> okay. So uh, we used to think that they carried their sperm in their heads. That's why it's called a sperm whale, but Stop. they don't. Sperm? Seriously? Mm-hmm. It's so obvious. Yep. Okay, so oh let me get, okay. get to my notes. Uh, first coolest fact that I've been holding in is they have the biggest brains on Earth. Like, out of 
all the other, even considered like a blue whale, all these giant whales, this guy has the biggest brain on earth. Huh. Yep. Your brain only weighs about three pounds, but a sperm whale's brain can weigh up to 17 pounds. Uh, but humans do have much bigger brains, proportionally speaking. Gray matter occupies 2% of our body weight and a meager 0.02% of sperm whales. So they have a lot less gray matter. But So maybe it's we should call it a draw. But So like, yeah, big biggest brains. in size, but not biggest per... In gray matter. Okay. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about the sperm <laughs> of the sperm whale. <laughs> so sperm whales are named after the white waxy substance that they produce. So a lot of like that, you know, the fat from the whales, things like that. That's why the whaling was such a big issue. It used to be before electricity, we used whales every single day. We used it to light our lamps, right? Um, but so when early whalers began finding this material, which is generated by a barrel-like organ inside of the animal's head, they assumed it had some kind of reproductive function and dubbed the stuff spermaceti, uh, Latin for whale seed. So, of course, you know, it was men who found out that and they're like, hmm, white waxy substance. I bet it's sperm. Men. Men. Uh, so <laughs> if you're wondering about this goose function, join the club. For centuries, naturalists have tried to discern its biological role. Some suspect that spermaceti helps re regulate buoyancy, while others think it evolved as a shock absorber to protect the brains of hormonal head-butting males during mating season. Um, a third hypothesis focuses on sound, which is the one that I think it is most likely. Perhaps it helps shape long-distance sperm whales' vocalizations. So I'll get more into their vocalizations a little bit er uh, later on how powerful these actually are, and it would make sense that this has something to do with it. Before we keep going, do both males and females have the spermicity yep. organ? Okay. Everybody does. So that's why it's not sperm. Yeah. <laughs> not sperm, fellas. Yep. Uh, okay, let's talk about food. Because like I said, the reason I really wanted to do a whole podcast on these guys was because we were talking about the squids, right? Yes. Uh, so they love squid, especially giant squids. There isn't a calamari lover on earth who could rival a sperm whale's gusto for squid. Females gobble up 700 to 800 of them every single day, while males, who are a lot bigger, uh, can put away about 300 to 400. Just normal, like any kind of squid? Any kind of squid. But Chunkies. they say about at least like 10% of that's going to be giant squid. Oh my gosh. If not more. That's probably why we never see giant squid. Yeah, because they're just chomped on Sperm all the time. whales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, stomach contents reveal the giant squids are among the several dozen species on a sperm whale's menu. However, if the nasty-looking suction cups-shaped scars pictured um, everywhere on the internet are an indication, they appear to be one costly entree. So those, we talked about that already. So if you haven't listened to the ways that they can kill things, go back and listen to our creepy squid episode because damn. Yeah, that's it. Damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Uh, sperm whales are world-class divers. The mammals have been recorded descending to depths of over 3,280 feet, and they can go 90 minutes between breaths. Whoa. Most whales do not go that deep. I'm trying to think of... Squid, that's why. Yeah, but w any other whale that even gets close... Ah, I should have looked that up that we've in done. comparison, but I, they're kind of on the vibe mm. for me as like the elephant seals. You know, oh, the new scientists, the new scientists, 
they're the world's largest toothed predators. Um, blue and fin whales may be bigger, but unlike those filter feeders, sperm whales use stout pointy teeth uh, come mealtime. Though only their lower jaws have such chompers, these slide into corresponding holes on toothless upper jaws. So oh it's yeah like a jail cell it's weird and their mouth is weird it's very long and skinny bottom yeah with like a big head <laughs> um males are on average three times heavier so differences between the sexes <laughs> yeah they're a lot bigger it took a second <laughs> damn yeah just imagine your husband being three of you i cannot yeah <laughs> uh Differences between the sexes are hardly skin deep. This is where I got real into wanting to text you. <laughs> Socially, female sperm whales form tight-knit communities, while males lead relatively lonely lives after reaching maturity. So this led me hard into like, oh, well, is that just like biological? Is that cultural? Wait until we get into sperm whale culture. Okay. It's insane. The men are just kind of like, um, I don't even know how to describe them. Just like lone wolves. They don't really learn or do much, but the women, <laughs> the women hold all the knowledge. Woo! Yeah. So let's see. Sperm whale pods are made up of females with a few young, an average of around 12 individuals or so. Um, so if you see a pod, it's, it's going to be women. Male sperm whales leave the pod when they're juveniles and they join an all male pod for a few years where, while, while they, you know, perfect their hunting skills and things like that. Um, but because, once they reach that full sexual maturity, then they're going to go on and be completely solitary, roaming the oceans and looking for ladies. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they're raised with their mom and then they become teenagers and they join a little gang and then they're like, oh, let's learn to hunt and find women. And then once they're they're stable in their 20s-ish mm-hmm. or so, that vibe, they go and live by themselves in a bachelor pad and roam the open ocean looking for the ladies yep (laughs) okay uh okay so let's see what else uh herman melville's moby dick was based on a true story about an enraged sperm whale they definitely will fight back so let's see the stranger than fiction incident unfolded in the south pacific on november 20th 1820 when a gigantic male slammed into the new england whaling vessel called the essex beaten and battered her 21 crewmen abandoned the sinking ship leaping onto the three oar-driven whaleboats before she went under. Afterwards, a toilsome 3,000-mile journey across open, unforgiving ocean awaited these rattled survivors. Several perished en route, and many of their companions clung to life by resorting to cannibalism before finally getting rescued off the coast of Chile. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. you'll notice we never hear of stuff like that anymore. So the cool thing is, these sperm whales can literally talk to each other, and if one of them was getting killed they would send out a signal and be like hey guys help and the largest males in the area usually those solitary males would come charging in and they would destroy whaling ships so it used to be you would hear tales all the time of like sea monsters barreling in to whaling ships this is a common occurrence way back when we were killing whales they're vengeful but the second that we stopped they stopped killing us back did you see the movie with Chris Hemsworth? I feel like it's called... It was based on Moby Dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, that's way more similar to what you just said. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so it's like when we stopped whaling, they stopped busting up ships. Oh, see? Because mm-hmm. they didn't have to. Exactly. So it's not like they were vengeful or, or whatever. They were just doing it because they were attacked. Mm-hmm. So they fought back. 
because they're them. badasses. That's cool. Yeah, so it's not like a beautiful, sweet humbug that's like, help me. And then everybody comes and like emotionally supports them as they die. <laughs> These guys are like, let's fuck this shit yeah, up. Like, mm, you fucked around and now you're going to find out. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one fun thing is that sperm whales can recognize each other's voices. On diving trips, members of sperm whale pods keep in touch with their compatriots via long distance clicks. Amazingly, even when two individuals repeat the exact same pattern, their faraway friends can tell them apart thanks to each animal's unique reflections. Um, so imagine it as like me yelling, hey, Chelsea, from really far away, compared to your husband yelling, hey, Chelsea, from really far away. Yeah. Yeah. So they can tell who they want to talk to, but we're going to get into how far they can talk in a second, and then you'll be like, damn, that's way cooler than I thought. Are we going to get into how intelligent they are, like on a scale of... I don't know. Uh, us I mean, to my dog. <laughs> like, I didn't. They've got to be up there, it. right? Yeah. Okay. But we talk about culture. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, like I was saying, they are extremely loud. They're known to be the loudest animal on the entire planet. In the entire planet. Wow. So imagine like a rock concert times a thousand. <laughs> Divers uh, describe their sounds to be flesh penetrating. <laughs> and let's get into that. Okay. <laughs> So sperm whale clicks are powerful enough for them to communicate with other sperm whales thousands of miles away. So that would be like me yelling, hey, Chelsea, from California. And you're like, oh, that's Blake. <laughs> oh, hey, Blake. What's up? <laughs> Isn't that insane? That's bananas. Thousands of miles away. Uh, this is the cool part. Okay. They oh, this is the cool part. <laughs> are also powerful enough to easily blow out a diver's eardrums or quote vibrate a diver to death <gasps> what that happens neat yeah. i mean it's not like sound it's literally it's a sound weapon yeah yeah so what okay you're gonna <laughs> talk about how far like how far does the diver need to be to not get sounded to death do you know like what's... no that's just all up to the whale i mean they can talk from thousands of miles away that's all up to like hey if you're being an asshole you're gonna get vibrated to death Blake and Chelsea here. We are so excited to announce that we are now a positive impact partner with Waterlust. Waterlust creates eco-responsible sun protective apparel to help fund, research, and educate the world about environmental conservation. We've been carefully searching for companies to support, and we truly believe that Waterlust and Save the Mermaid's visions are in complete alignment. They have leggings, sunsuits, and tons of other clothing options in the coolest patterns you'll ever see, like the whale shark pattern, the parrotfish pattern, the abalone pattern. <laughs> we, we seriously can't pick a favorite. No. <laughs> we love to rep it, especially while we're out on the water. Go to our website, www.mermaidconservation.com, and click on the Waterlust clothing tab to support your favorite causes, your favorite podcast, and look sexy as fuck doing it. But please, seriously, make sure you go through our website so that we can get some street cred and some snacks. Yeah, it's not like, oh, well, I'm 50 feet away, so it's fine. It's just if he feels like being louder because he sees you, then he will be louder. But again, they're a very peaceful animal. So if you're not fucking with them, you'll probably not be vibrated to death. <laughs> you're not going to get listened. Like, that's amazing because, yeah, I guess you would hear a lot more about scuba divers just randomly vibrating and exploding. <laughs> yeah, and they're really scared of scuba. So most people, if they are swimming with them, they're free diving. Um, But 
sometimes if it's like Nat Geo and stuff, they're usually doing scuba. Mm -hmm. And so that's when these interactions are more likely to occur. Um, divers have reported the side effects of these powerful, powerful clicks. This includes <laughs> partial paralysis as well as their body heating up so much that they have to like put ice packs because it's like a microwave. They're literally microwaving you with that big ass thing on their head. Like so your cells start to speed up and bump into each other that it creates heat. And that's how you can be vibrated to death. You're microwaved from the inside by a whale. Water witches. Yeah. These are the coolest animal we've talked about. I know. Holy. And I'm over a crown of thorns. Oh my God. They're crazy. Okay. So again, like just, I'm trying to like describe to you how loud, like I already gave you that visual of from California, but here's the science behind it. So while normal human speech takes place between 60 and 65 decibels, sperm whale clicks um, described as such because we hear them as like a tuck, 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 tuck. So it sounds like a click. They can reach as high as 235 decibels. <laughs> so in contrast, a loud rock concert is 115 decibels. And the sound of a jet engine is like 140 decibels. So this is like one and a half jet engines. Yeah. Quite simply, sperm whales are the loudest animal on the planet. How you doing? I don't even, yeah, this is, I feel like this episode is going to be real one-sided because I have like nothing to say. They're That's insane. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So such is the power of their clicks that whales can comfortably transmit information to others from hundreds of miles away and even across vast oceans. A sound of 180 decibels, remember that it can go up to 235 for them, is enough to cause drastic cell death in your ears. <laughs> so, like, that's when they've been known to, like, accidentally bust divers' eardrums because they're, like, freaked out. A lot of times, like, if you're doing scuba and there's a sperm whale and she has her baby, she might be like, hey, click, click, click. Yeah. And then your eardrums explode because she's, like, freaked out that you're so close to her baby. Aw, excuse yeah. me, get away from her baby. Yeah, oh, and then you die. Your eardrums are exploded. <laughs> um, but the most powerful sperm whale clicks will not merely deafen you. They can vibrate the very fragile human body to pieces. So you just jellify. Like, all your cells inside of your body just speed up so fast from the sound that you just blob. Holy shit. But they just don't normally do that to people. That's, that's so sweet of them. Yeah, but don't scare one. Yeah, well, I'm like free terrified dive. to go free diving now. No, free diving <laughs> is better. Be terrified to scuba Good. with the sperm whales. So that's fun. Um, okay, so now we're going to talk about the cultural differences and how freaking cool they are. Okay. They have different dialects between different clans. So remember, a lot mm -hmm. of times we think of them as like swimming super close and normally the females are like they're the ones who swim in pods of like 12 or so pretty close but remember that they can talk to other sperm whales thousands of miles away so if you know your grandma was hunting in alaska you still have that communication with her so she's still part of your pod she's still right there in your mind because you can still yell out and she's she can hear you right um but cool thing is is that would be considered a clan right so you just got a really funny look on your face. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> sorry. I'm still like really honed in on how loud they are and okay. how dangerous it is. What about to other sea life though? Uh, I'm pretty sure that they, it's just if they're scared. Yeah, but if they get scared, is there like a radius of just like fish that float up to the top of the, like just dead fish? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah, I want to know. I'm pretty sure it's focused. 
like because they have that big thing on their head it would make sense that that sound is focused towards what they're looking at ish Hmm. in that area so it's not like hey I can kill you from super super far away I think that you have to be close enough to have that sound hit you because when that sound particle hits you that's when you gel gel it up okay yeah huh all right okay (laughs) you have clans Okay, so the cool thing is, as I was saying, like, oh, your clan can be far away, mm-hmm. but you're still interacting, right? But they never usually interact with each other from different clans. So they're they're their own very separate families, right? So, quote, whales from different clans never interact with each other, even when they share the same waters. Uh, this is reported first author Taylor Hirsch um, from the Max Planck Institute for Psycholinguistics. This suggests that the whales have some way of distinguishing us versus them, and we want to know if they do so using identity codas. So they're studying, hey, is there a reason why they can tell, hey, that sperm whale isn't part of our clan, so we just don't talk to them? Because they literally could be like as close as me and you and be like, "Mm, no. (laughs) Kind of like how we are out in public. Of like, oh, it's another human. I don't feel like humaning today. Huh. Yeah, that's that's kind of close-minded for such a cool, interesting animal. animal. Yeah, 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 they very much stick with their people. All right, yeah, they're a little uh, that want to be clanist. Yeah, clanist. (laughs) Yeah, Um, they've identified seven distinct clans of sperm whales via their unique dialects. So it's not like like they have tons of family members inside of their clan and able to reproduce and stuff. Um, but when these clans ventured near each other, the differences in their dialects were exaggerated, a behavior also observed in humans, clearly indicating the presence of multiple clans with distinct identity codas. Um, understanding how sperm whale vocalizations are distinct between clans informs conservation efforts and provides insight into how non-human culture manifests itself. Another quote, Our results demonstrate how culture can structure animal populations. The conditions required for the evolution of symbolic markers of cultural identity exist among non-human animals as well, commented Hirsch. So like, you know how sometimes someone's accent feels a little exaggerated if they're like in a new place? Yeah. They do that on purpose. They'll literally do the same thing of like, oh, well, it's essentially like, let me wear my cowboy hat while I'm visiting Europe. And I look very American, you know. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow, they're really intelligent. Super intelligent. They're Ugh. very much like I always assumed that like the most cultural uh conscious, I guess would be the best word to describe it, animal would be the orcas, but they have very similar vibes to the orcas of like, okay, this is our clan, we reproduce within our clan, we don't really go out and intermingle with other people and if they're around we're gonna talk in our own dialect and not try to like cross over with those people because they might be dangerous or whatever trying to survive Hmm. yeah cool right (laughs) yes yep cultural identity exists in non-human animals yeah i wonder if there's something Eh, keep going okay keep going It turns out that clans don't just have different dialects. They also have different hunting patterns, parenting habits, and reproductive rates. So they do everything differently. Same species. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Humans do that. Yep. So it's also similar to when the orcas are like, oh, well, there's only salmon hunting orcas. And then there's only seal hunting or only great white shark hunting. They don't really cross over that. It's very much like somebody from like North America never meeting somebody from Japan 
and having very different ways that they hunt, very different um, ways that they reproduce in terms of how often yeah. it's cultural. Like, so it might not just be, oh, hey, this is ingrained in our DNA, like tiger sharks or whatever to like, we have babies every three years, boom, that's what we do. These guys might actually think it out and be like, oh, well, we plan. We don't know. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's super cool. I cannot yeah. believe they're not more of a forefront of the things people know. Right? They're so interesting. I want to study them so bad. Yeah. And there's a lot of really cool programs you can volunteer with to learn more about these animals. But I just thought it was also interesting, the parenting habits. Like, usually that's something very ingrained as well. Yeah. But parenting habits can be different, where sometimes one group will utilize more babysitters, while another one, it will only stick with its mom, while maybe the male's mate, my mate, might hang out longer with the female pod until he's ready to go be on his own. I love this. So cool, yeah, right? It's super cool. They're amazing. Um, okay, so I said that. Oh, I wanted to talk one more about like the idea of how we almost knocked these guys out. So go, but always mm. bringing it back into the conservation idea. Um, so like I was saying, the spermaceti once illuminated the industrialized world. Smokeless candles can be made out of this material, which is the whale secretion um a fact which almost drove these majestic mammals into extinction so during the 18th and early 19th centuries spermaceti fueled lanterns street lights and lighthouses um it was in high demand because literally it's just a product of everyday life uh sadly meeting the demand called for the death of an estimated 236,000 sperm whales in the 1700s alone so this overhunting eventually set the industry into chaos as cetaceans grew progressively scarcer, obviously, because yeah. you're killing them all. Uh, by 1846, profits had dwindled and the price of spermaceti doubled. So that's a really good way to kind of change the narrative of the animals that are usually, if you're going to pay a shit ton of money, like shark fin soup, pay mm -hmm. a ton of money for it. So it, the, in, the demand is still increasing. But when it's like so much that nobody can get it is when it's a lot easier to protect these yeah. animals. Um, fortunately for consumers and sperm whales, an alternative energy source came to light when Canadian geologist Abner Gesner developed a longer-lasting kerosene-based lamp fuel, which all but eradicated the sperm whaling trade. Yay! So innovation. Kerosene. Kerosene. <laughs> yeah. So, so interesting. Whales. Let me look up. I forgot. I just realized how I always look up the IUCN red list sperm whales. They are listed as vulnerable. So again, they have after, you know, us not killing them as much, they have gone higher, but there is still a lot of whaling all across the world. Mm -hmm. um, people use it for meat, but again, these guys, <laughs> they're a little harder to go after because they will knock you out. Yeah, they will jellyfy you. They'll just jelly. They're just going to be a little... It's crazy. Jelly human. Oh, that's so interesting. Sperm whales. Sperm whales. I am obsessed. I know, me too. I was like, I want to look for books on these. I was looking up a bunch of different scientific research projects yeah. to maybe try to get involved in. We should drop the the volunteer stuff you mentioned. Yeah. Well, you do have to be, most of them are, you have to have at least your master's degree. So if there's any scientists <sighs> looking to get involved in sperm whales, and they're in really cool places too. I found one in like the Caribbean. Oh, that's so cool. I was really? thinking, yeah, I was thinking I'd have to be in like super cold water, but no. Where, yeah, where did you say they were found? Um, They, they must are. Must be everywhere, huh? Let's see. I think if anybody is listening and wants to 
go into one of those programs and learn more we'll have you back on to talk more about sperm whales because these things are awesome yeah these are definitely not a one and done episode no uh so they are found in all deep oceans from the equator to the edge of the pack ice in the arctic and antarctic oh my gosh so they're everywhere everywhere yeah and you never hear about them they're so freaking cool ah yeah they are now that makes me kind of want to read moby dick yeah, you'd get another different view on them for sure. Yeah. Well, it's the only thing I can think of that has anything to do with a sperm whale. Well, I mean, there's like science books that would. Yeah, but. But a romantic yeah. book is usually like killing the great white beast. Right. I feel like there's movies and books about so many things. Yeah. Why is it not a sperm whale liquefying a diver? R- Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Authors, get on it. <laughs> Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Thank you.